Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, or Son Daughter of the Dragon, or you know what, who knows what's going on. My name is Connor McKenna and I'm, I was angry, now I'm just tired, <laughs> tired and sad. Hi. And uh, My name's Rebecca Buddha and I'm always happy. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the so, line we're going with, yeah. Yeah, this is our first episode since Christmas, oh, because, you know, Christmas. Christmas periods are busy and stuff, and Carl is still busy with stuff, so that's why he's not here today. And today we are going to be covering the Christmas annual and the new Power Man and Iron Fist issue. But first, we will talk about news that's happened over the past few weeks. So, first we have the Bendis in the room. So, yeah, he's riding Defenders with uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Danny. Yeah, starting in so, starting sometime after Free Comic Book Day, uh, which is May. So it will either be starting uh, at the end of May or the first proper issue will be in June. But there'll be a Free Comic Book Day um, thing for it. So pretty much all Iron Fist fans I've talked to aren't happy, but I, I'm i not happy, but, you know, I'm also not surprised. No, it was kind of rumoured that it might happen. I mean, he's writing Jessica Jones again. He has done an award-winning stint on Daredevil. Um, Jessica, uh, Luke Cage has appeared in the Jessica Jones comic and also in um, his Miles Morales comic. As is Jessica, so um, and he's finishing his run on Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's obviously just come off Civil War Two. So people did speculate that that would probably be where he went if they did one that combined the TV Defenders. Yeah, and his current Guardians of the Galaxy run is one of the worst things I've ever read. Yeah, it's got, it's, got it's not to read it. It's not great, but he does... I mean, he does write some good comics, so, like... He wrote some good comics, Well, like, ten I, I'm, years ago. No, no, that's not true, because, like, Spider-Man's still good, mostly the Miles Morales one. Um, I've enjoyed the most recent Iron Man runs, um, which he wrote. He's just, he's just very much better at writing single characters than he seems to be at writing teams. Yeah, I'll agree and, with that. I And, and I his, think that's people's biggest concern. His Daredevil run was phenomenal. His people have think people think that has hasn't aged that well. It's been a couple of years since I read it. I'm gonna read it again soon. So I guess we'll see. Uh his alias run was pretty good. Uh it didn't it didn't you know, knock anything out of the park for me, but I still enjoyed it. His new Avengers run, we all know my opinion on that. It was awful, it was terrible. Everyone in that book was really boring, except maybe Doctor Strange. And But the thing is, we have, you know, he... 
See, in in her own book, he wrote Jessica Jones fine, but in that new Avengers book, Jessica and Luke were really, really, really boring to me. There were yeah, I I don't think he really knew what to do with them entirely, and um, I mean, in the new Jessica Jones book, which we're only four issues into, um, bits of it are great, and bits of it have me just sitting there going, I'm quite worried again. Um, like we yeah. finally got. The first three issues really worried me. The the most recent issue has started to provide a direction to some of the hijinks that are going on that has kind of grounded me a bit more and thought... I mean, he's still... The writing is good. I mean, it's the story, I'm a bit... But then, I don't know, there's 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 something that... And it's this is a real coming from it from the Iron Fist fan point of view. Because I can't forgive him for breaking up Danny and Misty. Which is like, it was so unnecessary after the Fraction run. Um, and and in the, the most recent Jessica Jones, he wrote Misty really oddly, like he just, like he hates her. And, um, and he's never really, I don't know if he's done much good with Danny ever. So He hasn't. I've yeah. Read, the he, problem with him is, he, if he, if the character isn't his baby or he doesn't love the character, he just doesn't care about them. He just won't give a turd while writing about them. So we have three characters he loves in this Defenders run, but he doesn't like... From what I can tell, he doesn't like Iron Fist at all. He treated him, like, terribly in that new Avengers run. Mm-hmm. All I, when Iron Fist did do something, all he did was just punch someone. Or get thrown He ignored someone. the entire Immortal Iron Fist run, which is crazy. Like, how do you ignore that? If, if anything, that should be, like, at least the one part of Iron Fist you should be familiar with, especially when you're... the Avengers defining run. Yeah. And just having... And then that whole issue where they took uh, Hope to Kunlun and stuff in Avengers vs. X-Men, and then it was just another Spider-Man thing. And Danny just kind of sat there, and it was just really disappointing. He just picks and chooses his favourites. It... And uh, he, he, uh, I can't list all the bad stuff he did with Iron Fist in that run because then it'll just be here forever. But yeah. yeah, so I'm not excited. I don't know how excited I would be, regardless. To be honest, though, because it's obviously just a title, like you know, ooh, it's like the show, so they just want to make sales. So yeah, yeah. but I mean, Defenders they, without Doctor Strange is weird to me. It, it is weird, but they change, they change, they change the setups of teams all the time. Um, and, and, and you can, I mean, like, they get criticised when they don't bring out comics to tie in with the TV. So, like, the fact that Jessica Jones has taken this long for the comic to come out. And people really hammered Marvel for that. So, in a way, they, they kind of get, I mean, they'll get laughed at whatever they do, but they're kind of stupid not to do it. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not looking forward to it. So don't, I, when I say I'm happy all the time, I just I think we have to stay a little bit optimistic because he has done some good writing on some of those characters. I'm coming at it from the Iron Fist person. I'm terrified that he's gonna completely go for Danny and Misty and whoever else and just be horrible and just write them out of it almost. Um, but we also have two we also have two more Iron Fist comics coming this year. Um, yeah. Where, where he'll be front and centre, which, which which none of the others really do. Um, now, is Mr. Andrews doing both of them, or just one of them? No, just one of them. The uh, the one that's okay. starting first, I can't remember who's doing that one. That's Iron Fist. Um, I'm just looking it up. I'll look that um, up. 
Yeah, the Carrie Andrews one is starting. I uh, somebody asked him recently, and he said summer in an interview. Oh, that he was doing an interview about um, uh, Renato Jones. Um, so it is. Why is it not listed here? It is. It seems to be. No, oh, where are the names? But yes, yeah, so we uh, have Ed Brisson, Mike Perkins, and Jeff Dekai. Yeah, so that's the um. Ed... I don't know any of those people. Uh, I don't know them well. Um. Ed Brisson's done some DC stuff, I think. Yeah. The art looks kind of nice. I thought. Um. Oh, it's got to be better than the art we're with now. <laughs> Well, see, I I don't mind. <laughs> you were the one complain. I was the one defending the art, and you were the one complaining. Like I like Sam. No, no, that's not why I said. I said there was one panel I didn't like again, and that Sam oh, okay. should not be allowed to draw yeah. anyone. From- Before it just been he shouldn't be allowed to draw women from that angle. Now I've decided he shouldn't be allowed to draw anyone from that angle. But um, I quite like Samford Green's art, but um. I can see why it wouldn't be everyone's taste in the same way as like a lot of people didn't like Carrie Andrews' art or the story. Um, I liked it. So, um, but we, yeah, we've got this one that's going to be about Iron Fist going off and to some mystical island. So that could be kind of funky. Um, and that's very much drawing on um, Immortal Weapon, apparently. And then um, Carrie Andrews is going to be writing about Danny and Pei, so Iron Fist. Um, yeah. and carrying on his story uh, so that so we're getting an awful lot of Iron Fist and I know people are also speculating about whether that means the David Walker one will come to an end we don't know it is an awful lot of Iron Fist well that I mean the David Walker one is Power Man and Iron Fist it's not yes just it Iron. is plus the the Mr. Andrews one that's uh, that's the miniseries isn't it well um, actually Carl asked him and he gave a really ambiguous answer. It hasn't. I, no, nobody knows. I mean, I'm. I can't imagine it'll be more than mini or maxi, and I don't think the new one will yeah. be either. To be honest, because oh, okay. I because I think it also talks about like seven champions. It kind of smacks of a kind of limited run, um, and also they they can't imagine that Iron Fist. Bless him, and I love him. Obviously, that, that he can sustain being in four comics. Um, yeah. For financially, with their comics costing what they are, that's a huge layout for people. Yeah. Um, just on sort of one character. But hey, I say we yeah, enjoy it while crazy. we can, and if we hate the Bendis oh yeah, no, it, definitely. If we hate the Bendis one, it gives us something to talk about at least. But you know, I mean, I'll say even with the stuff of his, I hate. Um, I've liked other stuff. Oh, David Marquez is drawing it. So we're going to get beautiful art. That's one thing to be to look forward to. His Civil War art, Civil mm. War Two art, was beautiful. And the, the, <laughs> I can I can't say this is why it's funny for me because I did end up reading Civil War Two, and I've never sworn more about a comic in my life about how much I disliked it. So um, yeah, it was. But it's yeah, the same team, <laughs> and the art is amazing. So we'll, they'll look nice. So I was looking up Iron Fist before as well, and there was an interview 
uh, with Entertainment Weekly with all the actors in Defenders talking about their role in the Defenders. And uh, obviously Finn Jones is one of the people who went into it. And Jones said that Iron Fist is kind of the nucleus for everyone. This is the quote that they give from Finn Jones. So Danny Rand is the one who really knows what's going on. He knows how serious the situation is. Danny Rand, he's the... He's the one that kind of drives the group to get stuff done. Well, he says another word instead of stuff, but I can't be bothered centering. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to say stuff. And so, yeah. Then uh, the article goes on to say it sounds like Danny might be the one who has to convince them to work together. Which, which is kind interesting. Of makes sense in some ways. Kind of makes sense in some ways. Uh, I'm not going to say it doesn't make sense. I'm going to say it's interesting because Danny's usually a lone wolf. True, or when he tr- has problems. No, I was gonna say I'll I'll tell you why I think it makes sense in what aspect, what area it makes sense. I think it makes sense because the others are quite dour, and Danny, though serious, is a little bit more kind of come on, let's do this. He's more likely to, I think, want to fix things than some of the. We others. don't know how he's gonna be yet, though, in That's the show. True. That is true. Um. But we've yeah. got. But the I show also starts I, with Luke in prison, you know, all, all sorts of other things. So you know, we all know Daredevil has a laundry list of mental problems. So, but I think for me it makes sense in the part that you know, if we go way back to our New York episode, I mean, we were talking about the scene where we get Iron Fist's full title. Yeah, you remember that? Oh part? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it makes sure. sense in that sense because well. If that's his title, then he probably does know more about what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I always you thought... Know, I mean, absolutely. I always thought Stick would be the one who was getting them together. Well... I mean, that, he might be the one getting them together, but Danny might be like... That's the thing. Yeah, is that come on, he, he didn't say that they were going to be... He was, they didn't say he was going to be the leader, and they didn't say he was going to be the one that actually gets them together, but he did say he'll be the one that says, we've got to do this. I also wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know... <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if Danny was like... If these people don't want to do it, screw them, then I'll just do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of points where he hasn't been known for uh, his patience of just working with other people. No. Well, neither if, none of them are he's... particularly good on that. So, um, but, but this time it's something he knows what the consequences might be. So yeah. that, that's why. So I, I can see him being a driving force. I'm still not sure I can see him being their leader, and I don't think he will be. But, um, no, he won't. He won't be the leader. I mean, if if anyone's the leader, it'll probably end up being Daredevil. Oh, I, I hope would so. say. I hope so. Because he was the first, and yeah, generally. Yeah. Would make it would make sense as well because he's probably the least powerful out of all of them. Yeah. Um, he's probably like, uh, oh god. Well, he, he, he he's probably close to Danny's level in fighting, if not equal. He mm. just doesn't have the cheat. Obviously, not, not that that that's a big. I'm sure that's a big debate <laughs> that Carl would love to jump into. Yeah. I I think I think you know classic Iron Fist when you're starting out or pre Immortal Iron Fist. I think they're on about the same level, but post Immortal or during Immortal, Danny just goes a lot beyond Dead Yeah, yeah. And he also especially has in terms of skill, like stuff he just like that as well. So as a power he does get set, better. Kind of crazy stuff. 
Yeah. So, anyway, should we... That, that's all the news I can think of. Is there anything you can think of? I think that covers all the main points. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got plenty more time to talk about the defense. I did laugh at all the people saying, when are we getting a trailer, when are we getting a trailer? So I'd like to predict now, the trailer for the Defenders will be at the end of Iron Fist. Like they did with Luke Probably. Cage being at the end of Daredevil 2. Because, like, they are not... They only ever show the trailers about a month before the shows come out. So they are not going to show it before they show the Iron Fist trailer. That's... Fairly Iron Fist is due for March. Correct? Iron Fist is due March seventeenth. Defenders, they've now said, is due in the summer for sure. Okay. So, um, but like, like they have that Luke Cage thing. I think we'll get obviously get the little Defenders clip at the end of as your reward for watching Iron Fist. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that it should be a reward in itself. Really, hopefully but, it will be. Yeah, but you know, no, it will be. I'm looking. I hope we get it. some good uh, pulp. Golden Age throwbacks. I always love those. Yeah, I hope so. We shall see. So, should we cover... Um, we'll cover the Christmas special first, then, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, let's do them chronologically. Alright, so, Power Man and Iron Fist Annual 1, Sweet Christmas. And the cover is uh, Danny high-fying Santa and Luke uh, pouring a big sack of money with a dollar sign on it into a children's charity bucket, which does not look big enough to hold said sack of cash, but yeah, and they just beat up two bad guys or I'm, like, dazed in front of them, and obviously you got the sack from them. Anyway, I mean, you can... Yeah. And it's snowing. Shocking, I know. <laughs> it has to so, uh, we have the usual fist bumping between them, except Luke's wearing the red... Christmas thing and Danny's wearing a green Christmas mitten. Yeah, it's written by David Walker, artist is Scott Hepburn, Matt Miller's the colour artist, VC's Clayton Cowles is the letterer, Jamal Campbell is the cover artist, uh, uh, Trevor Von Eden, Rachel Rosenberg, Scott Hepburn and Matt Miller, Chris Anka is a variant cover artist. Were there any good variant covers? Because I didn't get the variant covers. Um, I, I, got, I got the Chris Anka one, which is them lying in the snow making snow angels. So how many variant covers were there? Um, what, three? Three? I don't remember yeah, seeing two I'll other try, ones. I'll try to put them in the show notes, but I think the original cover is If you scroll down in our page, they're all in there somewhere. Oh, okay. Before it came uh, out. Nicholas Russell does the title page design. Kathleen Wisniewski is the assistant editor. Jake Thomas is the editor. Axel Alonso is the editor-in-chief. Joe Casada is chief creative officer, not Quesadilla. Dan Buckley is the publisher. Alan Vaughn is the executive producer. I'm going to say it again. I always say it, but remember when you only had to read out four names. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we cut to Thanksgiving night, and there's a big opening for a Toyverse. Well, not an opening, like a, a big addition to Toyverse, and that is Schnuckies, which is an extension of the incredibly popular video game that has outpaced Pokemon Go. It's pretty much just Pokemon Go, but they're called Schnuckies. <laughs> and the creator there, Gustav... Can you pronounce this last name? Which, uh... No. But he looks really evil. Gustav someone. <laughs> and he's wearing a big massive hat. He's wearing, he's wearing a big, yeah, fluffy hat. And uh, the Jonas points out that he's 
come under considerable criticism with claims that he is exploiting children with his game and his toys. <laughs> Does this look like exploitation to you? These people are here to buy happiness. This is a huge queue outside of Toyverse, and Toyverse will be open 24 hours a day until December 25th, so people can come down and buy happiness whenever they feel like it. Yay! Yay! I don't actually know when Thanksgiving is. Good. So do I. No. I said I don't actually know. I'll tell you, it's the... I don't know, I always work it, I know it's the X Thursday of the month, but I always work it out, it's the nearest Thursday to the 25th of November. Okay. <laughs> That's all cool. you need to know. So, yes, yeah, some say that buying happiness is corrupting the meaning of holidays, that this type of marketing is actually part of the war on Christmas. Nonsense, if anything, we honour Christmas by also honouring holidays like Chanuka, I hope I pronounced that right, and no. Kwanzaa. Most... I didn't? No, that doesn't matter. All right, you take over. It's... Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> it's your job now. Oh, no. No, no, I, it's, I'm... Holidays fine. like Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Most stores focus solely on Christmas, alienating oh, our respective Tanaka. friends and our other faiths. But here at Toyverse, we're inclusive of all faiths and all holidays because everyone matters. And you have someone with a nice menorah on their T-shirt and... It goes back to the theme of Schnuckies, and then they sing a, the Schnuckies theme tune and advertise the Which story. Which we are not going to be We're singing. not going to do any singing, and we'll... <laughs> yes, there's quite a lot of it. Um, and then you see the people waiting for the midnight opening. Yeah. Then we skip to one month Lots later. of sheep. December the December 24th. 24th. Go on. This line ain't moving. It's moving. Sorry, that was my Luke Cage <laughs> impersonation. <gasps> I stand corrected. It is moving. Really damn slow. Me, Carl, here. He has better voices than me. Yeah. <sighs> what was that? Was that was that agreement that Carl... Was that disagreement that Carl has better voices than me? I have no was preferences. That just, of course. The diplomatic answer... A filthy, weak, neutral answer. Does anyone that, hear snow? I don't hear snow. No. I hear rain. I was just... Yeah, it's raining here too. Yeah. Mm. Danny's wearing a... Weird jacket. Yeah. He looks hideous throughout <laughs> Not... this issue. Yeah, what is this colour scheme he's got going on? He's got the yellow beanie. The uh, It just doesn't work. He's got a big bomber Doesn't jacket. Doesn't work at all. Yeah. And Luke, and Danielle's finally not a baby. She's like a toddler. Hooray! And Luke's carrying her in his arms, and he's saying, I can't believe we're right here on a Christmas Eve. And Danny's like, it's for Danielle. You know how much she loves Schnuckies. It's like, why didn't they go earlier? Hasn't the thing been open for yeah, forever? Yeah, because they're probably fighting crime, to be fair. Um, and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny kind of <laughs> may may start singing the Schnuckies theme tune, proving that he's the big fan. Not before Luke says, I don't even know what a snooker wads it is. And I'm like, I appreciate that point of view. You know what a Pokemon is, though. So Danny explains it was a video game, but now they have figures too, and that's what makes them awesome. In the games, you catch them and train them, become your best bud. But the figures give you something real to play with. He sounds like he needs a friend. 
and he's telling his best friend. Yeah. It's really quite sad. It's, yeah, I don't know. But then Luke has the great, you didn't have any toys in Kunlun, did you? (laughs) Comment. It's like, oh. I had a stick. It was kind of a toy. (laughs) God, (laughs) poor Danny. Ah, uh, he, he 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 he's tough. He can handle it. I don't know. Kunlun's like in ashes right now. So yeah, right. What does he Spoiler. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, poorly. Um. So uh. We'll go thirty minutes later. Danielle's fallen asleep, or. Yep. Is waking up. Well, she she was asleep in the she was previous asleep previously panels as well. Yes. So she's just waking up. Yeah, Luke wakes her up. You know, I mean, I know we don't sound like the most excited people in the world, but we are literally reading about two people standing in a line (laughs) in an action adventure comic. We quite like that. Uh, That's that's quite exciting for me. Wow. Um, She gets very excited when they when she gets in the store and she's like, "Is this where the Schnuckies live?" Danny's like, "You bet it is. Look, Schnuckies everywhere." And then. Luke is. What are you, you waiting know, for? Find yourself a shooter who's it? Yeah, he's far too cool for school, Luke. Um, and Danny and Danielle. Danny's sing the not Schnucky theme too cool tune. for school. Danny is so right, Danny not would too be cool. bullied. Danny's so if he not was in too school cool. Right yeah. While yeah, well, no, Luke he... says, "I'll uh, just be waiting here." <laughs> and then uh, Luke's phone rings, and it plays the uh, Batman smells song from that. Christmas special in Batman the Animated Series. Or people would also know it from The Simpsons. You know, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin, later. And you can see walking behind him in the background someone who looks suspiciously like someone. Damon Hellstrom. Yes. Our saviour. I love him. And then... Uh, Yeah, I haven't... Actually, we'll we'll get into him more when he pops up properly. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, Spider-Woman's calling him, and I don't know much about Spider-Woman. It, like, I know the Hydra thing, I get, you know a general backstory. I, I'm uh, not, like, a big fan of her. Her current run is she, amazing. She Danny. So, it wasn't, well, wasn't that, like, a pregnant thing or something? The thing is that she broke saw, up with Danny. She wasn't really dating Danny. That was a one-off, ridiculous issue. So, that doesn't count. Um... I mean, I saw a picture from a new run, and she was throwing up in a toilet, and she yeah. was pregnant. I'm like, that's run. what I want to read about in my comics. Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, it's <laughs> really, really good, and has has her kicking butt even when she's pregnant. Um, it's about yeah, she has a baby in the first few issues. She's pregnant, and now she's dealing with motherhood and being, but also going and, and fighting crime. And she has a very cool babysitter, and it's it's very sweet. So all you need to know, she's got this new baby. Is all you really need to know for this this comic. And she is yeah. reaching out to a friend who has also had to deal with being a superhero and a parent. So Luke, so um, he's asking what's wrong, and she's saying it's terrible, Luke. And he's like, sounds like a scroll invasion in the background. It's her baby Jerry crying. Um. And she said, remember how you said to call if I ever needed help with parenting, if things ever got out of control. It's all out of control. The baby's crying. And Luke's going, what do you need? Yeah. Where are you? 
<laughs> she says, I'm right behind you! And thrusts this sobbing baby, baby into, baby into yeah. his face. He won't stop crying! It's the, the uh, amazing close-up of the baby's face just wailing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Luke's like, damn, little man, <laughs> sounds like Angar the Screamer. While Jessica's Bottoms. saying, I don't know what's wrong with him. Luke takes the baby. Now, <laughs> we all remember Angar the Screamer, right? Yeah. Yes. It's classic. He was in, obviously, the Iron Fist issues we covered. He was in uh, Daredevil and Black Widow title, which was just Daredevil's book, but they put Black Widow's name on there, too. And that was bizarre in both cases. But yeah. one of them was drawn by John Byrne, so... Actually, well, that, that was... Uh, Daredevil Black Widow, wasn't that... That was drawn by uh, Gene Colan, though, so that was good as well. Yeah, they were good. I, I like mm. Angus. He's a fun character. He's groovy. He's funky. I don't yeah. know. He's okay. I like he's his psychedelic right. like effects whenever he does his thing. He's one of those cheesy villains that you go, aww, when you hear about him. He's a nice Wait, he's cheesy? Whoa. A little bit cheesy. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's super freaking cheesy. Yeah. It's like a cheese pizza. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, uh, she's like, I think I might have broke him. And she just, Luke Cage takes him and he stops crying. And she says, I suck at this. Because she's, the baby's probably mortally terrified of Luke. Well, he this seems kind of guy that can crush it. And in the background, we have someone going, back off, old man. Oh, yeah, and they're like, fighting over schnuckies. Yeah, people are starting to, like, fight each other, and there's this, like, fat, middle-aged, balding guy, and he's like, come at me, bro, and just punching this youth in the face. <laughs> and uh, Damon... Dressed as Santa. Uh, he's like, how I hate these infernal holidays. This was, like, my self-insert. For this issue, I think. I think it's everyone's self-insert for the issue. Yeah, good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> Damon Hellstrom is the Grinch for this one. Yeah. And then we get uh, Danielle singing the Schnucky's theme tune again. While so more these people, people swear in the background. People brawling in the background. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. Just, yeah, they're just completely oblivious to what's going on. Oh. So, Luke tells to Jessica, let's get out of... So I should say... I mean, Jessica Drew when I say Jessica here. Um, he refers to her as Drew. Um, let's get away from all this noise. And she says, I'm a terrible mother. And then we switch back to, to uh, Danielle and Danny. God, they're annoying to have in a panel together. Um, and she says, I like this one a lot, Uncle Danny. Um, and he's like, that's okay, kiddo. There's schnuckies everywhere. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, there's more fighting. Uh, there's more Damon. Let's see what he's saying. I could let them all suffer in damnation to come. <laughs> he's great. Mindless idiots. Um, and, uh, yeah, then Luke, Luke and uh, Drew are having a talk about parenting, essentially. Yeah, in which Luke says no one can change a diaper like Wolverine. Which doesn't bear thinking about, but I guess he did look after uh, X-23, but not when she was a baby, I don't think. Um, hey, look, Wolverine's an immortal martial art master, berserker, samurai, space technician. New man. Uh, he can pardon? change a diaper. He's a new man. Yeah. 
a new man. What does that mean? Yeah, he can look after diapers. Who knows? Um, Danny and Danielle still comparing schnookies <laughs> and dates. Isn't Luke Cage talking about Blackula? I'm trying to find it. Uh... Not yet, I don't think. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, someday I'll tell you about the time I watched Scream, Blackula, Scream, with uh, Danielle when she was only 18 months old. Better than Mandingo, which I also may have watched. I don't know what Mandingo is. I'm sure Carl does, though. He's like a repository of knowledge for these things. Isn't it like those, like, fight... I don't know. Isn't it what they reference in, like, um... Uh... What's it called? That's oh, I don't know. It's it, I think it's fighting. They like slaves and that were forced to fight. I don't know. Yeah, I th- think that's it. I'm not hundred percent sure though. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let's keep going. Um. Um. <sighs> Damon snatches a schnooky, has a look at it, and says. Just as I suspected. Very clever. Steals it from a child, I might add. Perfect. And then the shop yeah. guy in the background is saying, Can I help you with something, Mr. Hellstrom? First confirmation that it is Damon, if you didn't know already. Um, or shall I call you Son of Satan? Damon says, Doesn't matter, we won't be talking. Yeah. I think I came... Wasn't Damon Hellstrom in uh, Bendis's New Avengers run? Pretty uh, sure he was. Yes. Briefly. Yeah. And then it turned really stupid, but yeah. I, I really like Damon Hellstrom. I like his initial appearances. I'm not sure if it was his first ever appearance, but it was in uh, the Ghost Rider series Marvel Showcase Presents, I think? He's definitely been in one and of those, And yeah. he popped up as, like, this exorcist. He's just he's always like, really funny when he shows up. He's a, he's a very... I like him. He he was he was an exorcist, and what, what was he saying? He was pretty much going, whatever you... Like, when it comes to nighttime, just lock me in this room, handcuff me. Whatever I say, whatever I do, don't uncuff me. And then, of course, the person uncuffs him at night because he's screaming and carrying on, and then he, it turns out he's... Damon Hellstrom is his weird alter ego. <laughs> so, I'm not sure how that whole dynamic works. I'm sure it's been changed a lot. Oh, I'm sure uh, it has, yeah. Like, I've, but I've mostly, it was a pretty cool dynamic. Yeah, I've mostly seen him with um, Hellcat and that kind of relationship. Um, it's actually oh. got the name Hellcat. So, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, he also so, did, he started to show up in recent comics, just including this one. He started to make the odd appearance, which is kind of interesting because he hadn't been around for a while at mm-hmm. So the the and uh, meanwhile, Danny and uh, Danielle were trying to find Schnuckies, and Danielle was like, "Look, I just don't want a Schnucky. Let's go home." And they're like, "All right, we'll go find Luke," because none of the Schnuckies seem to like her. Yeah. Well, Jessica's and, uh, giving telling gross baby stories. Yeah, and there's a, so Damon is uh, going. You can either go now of your own accord, or I'll send you back, Demon. And the hour has struck, and with it, the reign of Krampus begins, and he turns into a giant goat monster demon. Yes, and Damon's pitchfork gets glowy, everyone starts screaming, all the schnuckies the come start, to life, yeah. and Damon says, this is not your world to claim. 
and they all start fighting. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Damon's covered in <laughs> schnuckies, Krampus being all demony, people screaming. Yep. What's my cage? Uh, and Luke says to Jessica, you hear that? And Jessica's like, sounds like people screaming. Which they are, they're all desperately trying to run out. They're trying to like run out of the store, followed by Schnuckies. Yeah. (laughs) What the make my funk, the pee funk? I don't even know. He comes out, (laughs) he says that one face with two alive Schnuckies, and uh, splats them. In his fifth. Yeah, crushes them. And yeah, splats them together. And calls them knickknack paddywax because, you know, we love his not swear. And oh god, and then we get a really ugly Danny. <laughs> I, I like his hand. It's all crazy. It's, his veins are sticking it's out. It's hideous. weird, wrinkly. It reminds me a bit of uh, Mr. Andrews' art style. Just a little a bit, bit though. Yeah, but yeah. But it, not it, as, uh, as, it's not as consistent. If you'd had him drawn that way throughout, then, you know, like, anyway. Danny's called to get... Danny says, pretty Uncle, weird for this Christmas theme. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> she goes, Uncle Dan, I mean, Uncle Iron Fist, I'm scared. And he says, no need to be afraid, sweetie. Uncle Iron Fist's not going to let anything bad happen to you while looking everyone, really evil. <laughs> I'm sure we've <laughs> talked about this before, but doesn't everyone know that Danny is Iron Fist? Pretty much. Hasn't, hasn't everyone known since Civil War? I, I think it's fairly widely known. I mean, in fact, I was reading a page the other day. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are people who don't, but I was reading a page the other day where it said, uh, identity known. <laughs> so I, I don't think he's that shy about it. It's just, yeah, sometimes they play out the secret identity thing and it's like, wait, he has a secret identity? <laughs> I, think, I think when the public's around, they tend... I don't know if he's known to the public. But certainly, okay. so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I you know, like all the knows? heroes know he is. I know that. Yeah, much. but anyway, so some of the people in the background are saying, "What about us, Uncle Iron Fist? Are you going to protect us?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he get he sorts all of the fighting out. You know, it's like um, all of the adults protective circle around the kids, and he's just sorting everyone out. Yeah, to keep these then, creatures <laughs> away from them. <laughs> Threaten my niece, feel my rage. He starts fighting and while he, still holding her. He's like turning all these schnuckies into powder, it looks like. Yeah. He's like, it's great parenting, but it's better than putting her down and losing her. And then she says, yeah. oh, fiddle faddle, and he tells her to watch the language. <laughs> Quite sweet. Uh, it's trying to eat my brain. <laughs> Just that turn in the There are some very that. funny lines in it. Um, and yeah. then it, it cuts to Jessica and Luke, and she's kicking schnuckies as well, saying, get away with my baby, get away from my baby. Um, and Luke then makes the fairly obvious comment of the toys have come yeah. to life. Um, so you just figure this out, man. <laughs> yeah, after you've killed a few of them, but bless him. Uh, um, that schnucky has an interesting expression on his face that he's currently crushing. Yeah. Uh, I'm laughing at them now. Um, yes, so <laughs> there's more fighting, and then you get a nice pic. Then you get then we get Damon in his sexy Santa outfit. <laughs> he's suddenly, got he's got his chest open with the pentagram. He's got his chest open. Yeah, he's got yeah. Um, he's standing like it's a freaking uh, Evil Dead poster. Yeah, he's he's kind of <laughs> he's happy. 
happy with himself. He's like, Luke Cage and Jessica Drew, fancy meeting you here. Last minute holiday shopping, are we? That's what I mean. I like his wit. You're responsible for all the Mashigos. I don't know what that is. Mashigos. There you go. I'll do that one as well. That's Yiddish. Oh, okay, cool. Well, this is why I need someone else here because. Yeah, but that one's. Yeah, that's. You don't expect to see Yiddish words in your comics, but anyway. Carry on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Jessica tells him off for telling her touching her ass. And he's like, hey, it was one time Jessica I was drunk and I've apologised. And tries to get them to follow him. I'd follow him. Well, actually, probably not. I'd probably run the other way. I'd but, probably follow him. Yeah. Neither of you would be my first choice for comrades in arms, but my beloved sister, Satana, won't take my calls and I owe Doctor Strange money, so forget him. Doctor Strange probably isn't home, because every time you go to Doctor Strange's house, he's just not there. Yep, never there. I haven't seen that yet, by the way. Oh, my God. No, I just didn't. It's out on DVD. From what I heard, it's just another... From what I heard, the villain's weak... There's quips, and yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I've seen that movie a few times before. Is it worth watching? I'll ask you, because you know my disposition. It's worth watching, but yes, there are certain standard things about it. Like, I hate the Thor movies. Oh, I hate the Thor movies. I hate them. I hate them. Okay, cool. Um, But I'm looking forward to Ragnarok, so... Because I, I like Doctor Strange. I'm not like Carl, though, where I've picked up, like, Doctor Strange comics and read them, but uh, he's appeared in so many things I've read and I like him, so you think I'd like it? I, I, th- look, I think I think it, you will enjoy the film. You won't think it's the best thing to happen to the Marvel Universe. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. Um, but I didn't begrudge seeing it or paying to see it. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I mean, it should pop up on Netflix soon, I'm sure. Well, the D- like, the DVD's out next month so yeah and possibly not too long after that um but no yeah. I, it's okay. definitely it's definitely yeah. in my it's definitely in my second tier of mcu films so i ended up i ended up seeing it was either that or rogue one and i saw rogue one instead boy was that a mistake <laughs> right well, at least i know i never want to watch it again <laughs> so. <Yeah>, right <laughs> we're, we're good again uh yes What's Jessica saying she's not Damon's comrade? And Luke's like, what are you talking about? Then we get Damon finally explaining what's going on. Exposition! Yeah. Earth has been invaded by an ancient demon known as Krampus. He is only capable of entering this realm once a year on Christmas, at which time he feeds on the souls of wicked children. How come I've never heard of this Krampus? Because you're stupid, Luke. <laughs> He doesn't say that. He says, because it's been more than a century since he last ventured into this realm to claim souls. Now, I heard from someone that Krampus appeared in X-Men before this, recently. Yeah, I think he so, did. That's but, you weird. know, it's the standard I know. thing, so... Yeah, I have no idea. His last attempt was thwarted by Saint Nicholas, and you get a shot of Santa just beating his behind with a big cane. His big stick. Yeah. And uh, Krampus has essentially laid low since then. Even for being the offspring of Satan, you know this sounds crazy. I guess Santa beating up a giant demon is crazy. Even for Marvel standards, really, which is saying something. Well, they've established Santa before in the X-Men as an Omega-level Omega 
uh, mutants. Of course I have. Yeah, of course. This is my surprise voice. <laughs> Everyone's a mutant, guys. Benjamin well, Franklin, mutant. And, well, until they all uh, became inhumans. Wait, what? Well, like, they're revised, like, Wanda and Pietro aren't mutants anymore, and, you know, uh, is this the Girl movies? isn't a mutant anymore, or wasn't This is because of the movies, isn't it? We don't know, we just know that Marvel had this massive dry... Well, yeah, some of it is because they can't use the word mutant in any of their movies. So, there's been a lot of uh, clawing back of the mutant. Oh my god! Right. Anyway, let's move on. The most important thing is <laughs> Luke is is like, hey, you're telling me that Saint Nicholas Santa Claus is real? David's like, he was real. He was real. The real Saint Nicholas is the protector of children, a fierce warrior, but no one has seen him in nearly 100 years. Which explains this bold move on the part of Krampus, and it has fallen on us to deal with this threat. You know, I don't want to sound like a punk ass Freddy cat, but um. What the hell is that? And there's like a big hole in the ground, which looks pretty cool. It looks like um. It looks awesome. Oh, they even say what I was about to say. Uh, it looks like HR Gaga, and because Luke Cage points out who's in his interiors on HR Gaga. Now, for those of you who don't know who HR Gaga is, he uh designed the Xenomorph and Alien. He uh, heavily inspired so many things. He did all these, like, weird... He did a lot of, like, weird, trippy artwork. Um, was, uh, I know he's... The, did he do Hellraiser? Was he the art? No. I don't know. That, I, just, I, just know was, he, I just know his art and um, the alien connection. He's a great artist. He does... Uh, well, he was, art, anyway. Yeah. Um, like, just check out some of his stuff. He does really good... Uh, it's hard to describe his style. <laughs> it, it, he does really good. I mean, I guess the closest, uh, uh, biomechanical. Yeah, it's biotech and biomechanical and very visceral. Lots of sort of like you could almost touch it. It sort of like jumps out of the page at you, and it's like, very yeah, much he did like very. You know, the alien alien gives yeah. you a very good idea of what it's like. So. And he did, like, a lot of nightmarish dreamscapes and stuff. Yeah. Which kind of looked like hell, I guess. Uh, like, Gaia's influence can be found in so many things. It's uh, crazy. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Luke and Danielle... Uh, D- Danny and Danielle turn up. Um, they point out uh, the realm of Krampus is, like, the Bridgeport, Connecticut of hells. Now, Carl lives in Connecticut, doesn't he? Uh, so yeah. maybe he would get that reference because I don't get that reference because I don't live in Bridgeport, Connecticut. But yeah, I think it's a reference to a film, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, they're staring down this big H-car Geiger pit. Danny carries Danny L to Luke, and they reunite. And Danny's like, Jessica Drew, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm embracing the joys of motherhood during the Yuletide season for the first time, and I'm realising it's not for me. The season, that is. And Damon's like, yep, right, is this a little reunion over? We have work to do. And Onfist is like, I thought you were one of the bad guys these days. You silly purebreed humans are so caught up in moral binaries. Good and bad are fluid. Right now I'm more good than bad. <laughs> so is that is that some sort of commentary going on there, or...? 
No, I think it's funny. I think he's just using um, certain terminology, but what he's saying is is pretty accurate. He's sometimes a good yeah. guy, sometimes a bad guy, but yeah. There's um, like a few of the characters in Marvel. Yeah, quite well, and people in life as well, so why not? Like Carl. <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> uh, so uh, we cut to another shot of Krampus and his schnuckies just maiming people in the streets. Yep. Um, I want to point out the artwork is generally pretty solid. Yeah. I just don't like how Danny looks in a lot of it. He looks pretty weird right now, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Benny yeah. explains that Krampus has changed with age, he's gone into modern technology, he's used the game, and then these toys to corrupt the souls of children, turn them into slaves, and it looks like, so we stop him. So in other words, he's the corporate advertising monster. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, everyone's, everyone's up for the fight. Yep, uh, so we have Miss Marvel, like the new one, uh, using Mr. Fantastic powers to crush things. We have the Punisher, not surprisingly, shooting the absolute crap out of everything. Doctor Strange and we have Doctor Strange sword. with a big He-Man style sword, yeah. And uh, Medusa, Deadpool. Yeah. Are they, what are those two coming together? And Spider-Man in the background, uh, coming out of Parker Industries. Uh, yeah, so everyone's in the fight, pretty much. Yeah, we're all getting snookied up. And it's... It's up to Damon, uh, Spider-Woman, Danny, and Luke to stop Krampus and save the world. <laughs> and he's like, and they're just kind of looking at him. He's like, well, so uh, we take our kids with us? It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, you're asking me? And Luke's pretty much like, uh, uh, Danny goes, Luke, you want to just keep your kids close, protect them at all costs. Me and Junior Satan will take the lead. We're expendable. Expendable? I'm not expendable. I have a date for New Year's Eve. Tickets to an Adam Lambert concert. <laughs> Jay was the best. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they all come outside and Jessica says, Oh my, this is... And Luke says, Bad. Daddy goes, Really bad. And Damon goes, Oh please, I've seen worse. Why isn't Damon just in Heroes for Hire? No, uh, not Heroes. Power Man and Iron Fist. I don't know, he's great. Maybe he can turn up. <laughs> he's hacked into every video display in Times Square. He's everywhere. How's he doing that? He's a demon that answers everything. I agree with Luke. No, this is part of his plan. There's a reason he chose this place as a point of invasion. A city of people lost in their screens, not seeing each other. Look around you. He has conquered this land. There's only one way to stop him. Guys, stop looking at your phones. Seriously. Like, I'm, I hang out with my mates and stuff. And, you know, I might not have seen him in a few weeks, and I look at him and I'm like, hey, hey, and then we start driving, and they're just looking at their phone. It's like, stop it. Stop it. What is on there that is so fascinating? Is it, is it just me feeling this no, frustration? No, I don't, I don't know. I mean, no, I hate it as well, and, yet, and then sometimes I see myself doing it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. trying to like, sometimes... It's warranted, other times it's not. But it is a it's a it's a fairly good way to take over people is the fact that we are all a lot more reliant on checking email, yeah, checking anything. A, I mean you're you're not your rant is not wrong. I'm j i am I was sitting there thinking I do that sometimes, so I don't know if I can join in the full yeah. rant. 
it's, just, it's a big thing that's come up. Uh, well, it's a thing that's been coming up a lot in the past few months. This whole dependence on like yeah. uh, smartphones and iPads, especially and stuff. with especially with hacking and things like that. It's just like you know. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to the big fight. Damon is making his stand and saying, "Hear me, Krampus! It's I, Damon Elstrom. I claim this domain as my own. Uh, relinquish it, I shall unleash the armies of my father." He's taste my fury. <laughs> Did he just uh, say, "Taste my fury"? I don't know. You could taste fury. Maybe he said fairy. Well. Yeah. Right. I'm not even touching that. Um, a Half-human fool, you are the shame of your father. He will thank me for ending the dishonor you bring upon his legacy. Poison I'm not even gonna like try and. Never mind with the Satan Mephisto. No, I'm not touching it. Let's no, just move on. No, no, just um. keep going. Uh, so Damon's yeah. been <laughs> Damon's been brought to the ground, and Krampus yeah, turns to the rest of them. Yeah, pretty much. And says, bring me their soul. Guess he didn't like the taste of fury. To his army of schnuckies. Yeah. And Danny's, like, kicking them when they're exploding. And they're all fighting them. And... Uh, Jessica's yeah, saying, they're... don't let the things surround you. Krampus is like, your souls exist merely to feed Krampus. And when they are digested, I shall excrete them. To which Luke says, get these things off me. No one's going to excrete my soul. And Danny's like, I don't know if he meant it literally. And uh, Jessica's shooting schnuckies off Damon. And uh, two schnuckies have grabbed Danny L. And then Danny kicks them both off her and they explode. (laughs) Danny L's like, ah, crying. Which, you know, because she's like, how old is she? Six? I don't know her age changes in every blooming comic yeah that's a good point um so they're getting shorned by oh my god this is a new low they're getting shorned by schnuckies <laughs> and they're losing the fight can't break free there's too many <laughs> uh, and then uh. danielle shouts to the sky no somebody help Krampus is like, there is no help, foolish child. There is no fighting Krampus. And what do you see going across the moon? A little sleigh and some reindeer. Yep. Um, and Santa j- jumps out of the thing. Although he's wearing a hood, but it's obviously him because he's got a big white beard. Plus sleigh, you should have stayed and helped Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Krampus is like, no, not you, you're dead. Minions, destroy him. Uh, and yep. Santa gets the boys to come fight with him, saying he'll take on Hells- the Hellspawn. You defeat Krampus. Um, and... Which seems an unfair division yeah. of labour, frankly. But then Daddy's like, let's what do, do this thing. And Luke's like, ain't uh-huh. nothing worse than Christmas shopping. <laughs> and then, yep, they fight Krampus. Uh, they both punch him. Santa's swirling his cane and just exploding schnuckies everywhere. Then they're, they're just they're laying a smackdown on Krampus, essentially. Uh, and Iron Fist, that is. And then yeah. uh, Saint Nicholas finishes with the schnuckies, picks up Krampus, and uh, like punches his head to mush. <laughs> 
pretty much. Well, does he decapitate? No, he doesn't. He just, no, yeah, I think he's just punching to crush. Yeah. It's was, it was off-screen, so it's not like it's Punisher Max or anything. But yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your help. I could not have defeated Krampus without you. I'll return him where t- he belongs. The effects of his attack will quickly fade. Oh, because New York's not used to this by now. Unfortunately, everything that fostered this attack, the greed, the lack of empathy and human connection, humanity still has a long way to go. Uh, we already just talked about that before, so... <laughs> yeah. And Damon you, but you've been gone so long. No, Damon, not gone. I've been watching and waiting for the day I knew would come, the return of Krampus. And you need to be sure that Krampus thought I'd moved on, that he had false confidence. Krampus, also known as Big Corporate Monster. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And then Damon's like going, have you done nothing but watch in all that time? And Santa's like, I've done more than watch. I've operated in secret, coming when I'm needed most, like when a child calls out for something they truly need. You know, that sounds really wrong if you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's try not to think of it. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says he can't grow every beard does his best. As do you all, even you, Damon, even though you stray too often from the path. The true meaning of this holiday, of all holidays, is love. We honour those we love, we protect them. And then he says, I'm proud of you all. Did uh, he just say he was proud of us? <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Looks like, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) And then Daniel goes, sweet Christmas. And they're all smiling, even Damon smiling in the background. I think that says it all. That was Jessica Drew talking. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Happy holidays to all people of all faiths and beliefs. Much love. Oh, that was exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, That was was more annual. Like, um, I'm not saying it was bad, it was just very long, I'm just exhausted. No, yeah. Uh, I quite like it. What did you think of it? I quite like it, though. It was, it was a, if you want a Christmas annual, that was a Christmas annual, that's how to do it. It yes. wasn't, it wasn't too cheesy, it wasn't too this, it had the humour, it's kind of, it had, um, surprising special guests of Jessica Drew and Damon. Um, yes. It was a nice little, it was a nice little Christmas story, honestly. Um, I didn't like the art, as you may have gathered. Um, but I didn't hate the art either. I was just like, I wish it had better art. Um, but yeah, I genuinely, yeah. I quite liked it. It was a nice change of pace. Because it's David Walker writing, it kept the dynamic going from the main comic, which is nice. You didn't have to like suddenly go, what's going on? Where's the continuity? Um, yeah, I liked it. Nice change of pace. Yeah, it was it was a nice. I I I, I agree. It was a good Power Man and Iron Fist Christmas story. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think a lot of the reason I enjoyed it was for Damon Hellstrom. Uh, when he popped up, I was like, "Yay!" Because before that, I was enjoying it, but I was a bit like, eh. "But uh, yeah, I ended up enjoying it overall." I didn't have many problems with it. No, I'm I was not, a little bit concerned like, about how many yeah. times we'd have to hear the Schnuckies theme tune. But um, not not over. Obviously, I liked all the obvious, all the obvious jabs at like the uh, Pokemon Go and stuff like that, <laughs> like the very obvious jabs at consumerism, all that stuff. Thought it was amusing. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was. Yeah, I definitely it, it recommend was... it actually. I um, because I read one of the other Christmas. Oh, I read the Gwenpool holiday special. 
and I've never wanted to throw away a comic before in my life, but I wanted to throw that one wow. out. I was so upset about it. Um, yeah. So, and I honestly have never wanted to throw a comic away as fast as that. I basically came straight online and gave someone the digital code so they could what read it. What was so like, upsetting about well, it? Well, uh, some of this is, is totally me. Like, first start, uh, it's really hard to explain. Last year they had a, a Gwenpool holiday special and it was amazing. Not because I particularly like Gwenpool, it was like a big superhero party and Deadpool got thrown. Deadpool wasn't invited, but the Hawkeyes said they'd hang with him instead. And they went and saved a Christmas. It was a bit like this one. They went and saved um, people who, like, this guy who'd been robbing people because he wanted to have a nice Christmas for his kids and didn't really want to be a criminal. So it was a nice little sweet superhero story. So I thought, oh, the Gwen- just because it's called Gwenpool again doesn't mean it, you know, like, I'll buy it again. And um, it was like a few different stories. And one of them was just, one of them was the Red Skull. And but it had like Hitler as the ghost of Christmas past, and Red Skull saying things like, "Oh, you know, I I I I miss the good old days when Hitler was around." And I was just like, "Do you know what? It's I I know that I come to this being Jewish, and like, and and I don't like that. But I just thought it was a step too far. I, I wasn't offended by it. I just would, it just stopped being humorous for me. I just kind of went, I, I don't know why I'm reading a story where Hitler's this benevolent ghost. It's like, and I, I, I know <laughs> yeah. we're talking back to the Red Skull and like, you know, I'm, and I'm loving things like the Hydra Cap storyline. So I like to think I'm not easily offended. And like I said, I'm not offended, but I was just like, this hasn't given me warm holiday feelings. It's just made me think, why are you doing this? Um, but one of the, I mean, there was a story about another, the one of the shorts in it was about, um, Pantsgiving, where all the superheroes take their pants off, and that was kind of silly and fun. And and the Punisher came and made this big speech about the spirit of pantsgiving uh, in just his boxer shorts. Wow. And, no, but that was actually like, but you know, but that one was funny but stupid. But the the Red Skull Hitler one, I was, I just couldn't really get it out of my head. I was just like going, I'm not enjoying it. Like, why did I just spend? five pounds you know because obviously you know these annuals are, are more expensive and so it was really nice to come to the power man and i and i i because it came out the next week the um like the gwenpool one was a week before this one so i came to this one and i was just like oh my god if, if it's anything like if if i have the same reaction to it i'm not sure what i'm going to do about annuals in the future and it was just nice to read what i want in a christmas special yeah you know especially I, when it's the I characters with- i like I went in with pretty low expectations because I'm not I'm not the biggest Christmas guy ever, but I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, yeah. As I said, I think I think the inclusion of Damon Hellstrom did a lot for me. Yeah, well, as well. Yeah. I really like Damon Hellstrom. He's great. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, pick it up if like if you want something Christmassy, it's good. Uh, if you just yeah, it was a good issue. Um. Yeah. Not really much more to say about it. No, it's it's, really. It's a one and done, and it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quite. It was quite a comfortable read. Um, but moving on. Yes. To the. Yes, new issue of Power Man and Iron Fist. Power Man and Iron Fist Twelve. Harlem Burns continued. And on the cover, we have a photo of the Fang Gang with uh, Black Mariah. 
I don't know if she was technically part of the Fang Gang, which is why I set her separately. But yeah, and but that photo was burning. Yeah. 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 We're back to our standard team. Yep. So the villainous Alex Wilder is looking to re-establish the once powerful crime family, the Pride. And he's using the Ignite, a supernatural software that can change anyone's criminal history to do it. Luke and Danny are trying to undo the damage Alex has caused, but the tenuous alliances of the Harlem crime community threaten to break down and unleash chaos. If Batman and Ifus can't fix this, and fast, Harlem will burn. David F. Walker, writer. Sanford Green, artist. Lee Loffridge, color artist. Feces Clayton Clouds, letters and production. Sanford Green, color artist. Kathleen Wisniewski, assistant editor. Jake Thomas, editor. Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief. Joe Casada, chief creative editor. Dan Buckley, publisher. Alan Fine, executive producer. And you are going to be taking over. <laughs> Where did you get to? <laughs> Alan Fine. Um, right, yes, so several months ago, uh, and we're back in our sepia tones and the Sanford Green art. Uh, yeah, um, we're in Chico's Bail Bonds. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, who is it that's even talking here? That's Alex talking. Yes, um, so there's someone in there, um, yes. Somebody going, I don't know who you think you are, walking in here and talking to me this way, but clearly you don't know who I am. Oh, I totally know who you are. You're an ex-cop who left the force instead of facing corruption charges, but you're still dirty. And the guy says, better watch your mouth, boy. And Alex says, don't try that intimidation stuff on me. It totally doesn't work. I've been to hell, like real hell. Nothing scares me anymore. I'm here because you're one of my dad's contacts on the NYPD back in the day. I want to hire you now. You want to sit there talking big? I can take my business and my money someplace else. Damn, kid, you're as arrogant as your father. What do you want from me? I've got a business proposition for you, says Alex. <laughs> I need someone to beta test this for me. It's a bit of hardware design running a complicated piece of software. I need someone to make sure it works, and with your connections to the police and your career in bail bonds and bounty hunting, you're the guy for the job. And he goes, and if I say no? Uh, Alex says, maybe I wasn't clear. You totally don't have a choice. Yeah, and Alex looks like a freaking shark there. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that, that's obviously Alex talking to one of the bounty hunters. Yeah. Who were part of that uh, quote-unquote vigilante group that was uh, yeah. <laughs> so one of. week ago, and um, they have, if you remember, they have the bounty hunter tied up in the chair. Yeah. Uh, so he's obviously uh, still by they, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Man and Ipis, uh Yeah, they're interrogating him. Yeah. He's pretty much like yeah, the kid Alvin or Alex. He wanted to. Make sure the Ignitus worked. So they used it to identify known felons with past records, outstanding warrants, but they also used it to create warrants and records for people who are innocent. And the kid who was innocent starts to lose his cool because his life almost got destroyed. But uh, the big guy is that is that Disco Devil Evans? I don't think it is. Uh, I don't know. I, well, I can't remember, but he's, uh, he's calming him down. Yeah. Um, and the bounty was like, what are you going to do with me? And they're like, well, we'll figure out what brand of law enforcement can actually be trusted, then turn you over to them. Then we go to work. Yeah. He busts heads and I kick ass. Wait, I thought I kicked ass and you busted heads. I stand corrected. Luke was the one who was getting yeah. corrected, by the way. He's, um, he's allowing Danny to correct him a lot more often in these issues than in the first few. Just, you so know, Danny seems to be drawn differently here? Um... Seems to be drawn better than he usually is by Sanford Green. 
Were there two artists? Or, no, there weren't two artists on this. Yeah, well, I no, think I think I think sometimes it just depends. Like, I think where he's doing sort of static pictures of them, they tend to be better yeah. than his action ones. So if you can get him in a yeah. sort of standing pose, plus they're not goofing around either. Yeah, yeah, I think like just so. Um, oh hello, sorry, I've got a cat now. And then you, you Danny's kind of, <laughs> yeah. Danny's Cole's pretty much vanished as well. Yeah, I think they're getting us ready for the TV show. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to five days ago. And they are uh, talking to Tombstone. Yeah, Tombstone's reaching out to them. Yeah, and they want to know and, why. Yeah, and Tombstone's essentially saying... Trouble's coming that they started when they let Black Mariah get her hands on that Super Soul Stone. See issues one to four of the new Pan-Man and Iron Fist. And now every player thinks they have the juice to run Harlem and are making a play to take over his operation. And Tombstone pretty much says he's gotten together to warn him that uh, he can take out his competitors, but Harlem would burn in the process and there would just be so much chaos and, you know, because full-on wars come to Harlem. So he's just telling them so they can, like, stop it. Yeah. Without him having to stop it because they can do it without, you know, destroying half of Harlem is essentially what Tombstone is telling them. Yeah. And there's not much to say about the art. They're talking at a booth. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then... Uh, and then Tombstone sort of says, well, if it was just Piranha Jones coming after me, I'd squash it, but there's something else. And he starts talking about Alex. Um, Luke's like, who, um, Tim said is a kid named Alex Wilder. His parent used to run Los Angeles back in the day. Rumor has it he killed them. See spoilers. Thing is, he has power. <laughs> I've seen what he can do with my own eyes. I can put him in, in check my way, but between him and Piranha Jones, bodies are going to get dropped. Harlem will burn in the process, and that's why I'm talking to you. Alex Wilder yeah. is bringing chaos, and someone needs to stop him. There we go. Four days ago. And we have Alex Black Mariah. And who's that dude in the background? I'm not entirely sure. He looks really old from that picture. But we anyway, might see him turn the page. Um, they're talking about how Senor Magico... Well, they don't know it's Senor Magico, but whoever Luke Cage had messing with it managed to hack us, shut us down. It's totally useless. Can't even use the thing to binge watch Netflix. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Everything will be totally fine. Showing down the system doesn't mean they can undo what I've done. Yo, check it, young blood. This is Cottonmouth. Oh, it's Cottonmouth in coming... the there, maybe. I don't know. No, because the guy was wearing a hat and glasses. Yeah, it's and, true. Uh, Cottonmouths come with a squad of people that Alex seems to have hired. And one of them is Scimitar. Yay. Who appeared in Iron Fist 5 and got his butt beaten by and Danny. His and that was broken. That was also the first ever appearance of Alan, Danny's best friend. <laughs> Truly momentous issue in comics history. <laughs> but I don't know who any of the other people are. <laughs> Besides those two. Uh, yeah. Mariah and tells I, him to watch, it, watch what he says. Yeah, because Cornell's giving uh, Alex sass about the Agnatus not working. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and Alex is like, well, 
Yeah, you go. Uh, you go. Oh, I was just saying, like, well, we did... Because Cotton Mouth's like, well, what are you going to do for us now that this is... You know, and he's like, well, I did get rid of all of your criminal records. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, much appreciated, but, you know, you've got Power Man and Iron Fist snooping around for whoever's responsible. That gizmo of yours, that means trouble. You start a war with Tombstone. More trouble. And it ain't just you making a move on Lonnie's operation. Piranha Jones and Black Cat got their eyes on the same... On that same prize, trouble, and your secret weapon don't work no more. And so Alex is pretty much like, well, yeah, that's why there is a plan B, B for bullets, blood, and body count. Two days ago, we cut to Piranha Jones' office with Black Cat all over him. <laughs> yeah, which is odd. Um... And Black uh, Piranha Jones like it's falling apart. Can't do this. Uh, the new player is too much to handle, and Black Cat's just reassuring him. You know, don't give up. You could do it. You're smarter than everyone else. I believe in you, Piranha. Just essentially, just obviously, using her uh, feminine Black Cat wiles to completely manipulate this sap <laughs> into yeah. doing whatever, whatever she wants, and. And then she goes yeah, with her the, plan, which is basically yeah. to um, attack one of Tombstone's main bases of operation. Well, his main base, really, like, uh, the word on the street is that Tombstone has put every single thing of value for his operation into this place, guarded, uh, in between these two buildings, which are guarded. Like, it's just this heavily guarded, you know, MacGuffin. Um, yeah. That, you know, whoever captures it, the building will essentially have the run of Tombstone's operations. And, you know, Black Cat's like, you just need to gather up a crew, pull a hostile takeover, and this entire Operation Harlem belongs to us. I just need to gather up a crew and make the move. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Then we go to one hour ago, and we have uh, Prime Jones' squad arriving with... Uh, who's the guy with the red beard? I don't know. I don't know. He's someone. Then, 55 minutes ago, we go to Cottonmouth Squad, uh, who are also exiting and like, yep, we got this, you all know what the boss wants, Piranha's crew out of the picture, and this whole joint under our control. Yeah, Scimitar there, who was, uh, d- wasn't he like a mercenary for Halwan or whatever, and he got, he got hired by Master Khan, I believe. Yep, I think he was a Master Khan yep. booking. Um and then we get 35 minutes ago, and we've got Tombstone um, being told it's all about to happen. Yeah. Uh, By Cage. one of his goons. Yeah, Cage and the Kung Fu Kid there yet? No. Wait until they shot. Why kill one or two of your enemies when you can kill them all? So this especially looks like that Lonnie's playing them all. Yeah. Which is, you know, huge shock. <laughs> Five seconds ago. Bad idea. Very bad idea. No backing out now, if that's the case. This is uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Back to back. Ready in- arms up. Yep. And the, you know, let's get this fiddle foul over with them. They're fighting. It looks like Iron Fist is fighting Cottonmouth's gang, and Luke Cage is fighting Brian Jones's gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got one gang. Yeah. <laughs> I thought one of them had guns and the others didn't, but no, they've all got guns, so... 
Yeah. Which should really be and one, but one of them has scimitars. Yeah, Danny's obviously going yeah. for scimitars. Yeah. And Luke's getting shot, and Luke's like a gun, really. <laughs> yeah. Danny's yeah. And then the thing. the ginger guy tackles him, and gets called by name, but he gets called by name soon, so we'll know who he is soon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he uh, the the goons telling Tombstone that they got confirmation that everyone is there. And Piranha Jones is just like, this is going to hell, I'm getting out of here. He runs in the building, and he sees something which makes him go, Oh no. Yeah, and uh, the goon's telling Tombstone, are you sure about this? Some of our guys might not get out of there. And he's like, yeah, well, sometimes you got to get ground to get ground. Plus, why would Tombstone care? <laughs> he's a supervillain. They don't care about their goons. They don't. And... We have Danny uh, fighting Scimitar for a few panels. It's been a long time, Scimitar. Your fighting has not improved a bit. You don't practice at all, do you? And, well, he just kicks the snot out of him, essentially. Scimitar's down for the count. And then Cottonmouth is pointing a gun at him, saying, You talk too much. And... Mon... Montenegro. Alright, I'm going to look that up while you cover. While Montenegro. You um, yeah. Oh, he was something to do with um, the Jade Tiger, I think. Uh, yes. So, Danny is fighting, is taking the piss out of um, Scimitar, saying he's not got any better until somebody pulls a gun on him. Luke's fighting Montenegro. He looks up and says, uh oh. Uh, we got to get out of here, and he sees a timer, and then you can see uh, uh, dynamite set up all around the place they're in, um, with the piranha saying, the Abino punk set us up. Totally got to be honest, I expected Tombstone to put up more of a fight. After seeing what you could do, a wild, Mariah's now calling uh, Alex, uh, maybe we figured it was best to cut and run. And he says, still, something's not right. This is where Tombstone's supposed to have wrangled all of his operations to better protect... Oh no, what? Look, someone's running out of the building. And you see him running, Alex yells, it's a trap! Um, you know, I just... Slightly yeah. later, I just looked up Montenegro. Uh, yeah, you're right, he was a Power Man and Ifus villain who had something to do with the Jade Tiger amulet, like he was trying to get it or something. But these are his powers and abilities. His primary expertise is in mountain climbing and navigation. He can easily climb and scaffold faster than the human weapon, oh, Iron Fist. Him. How exciting is that? <laughs> that's his supervillain power. He can climb really fast. That's pretty <sighs> bad. <laughs> Bless him. He can climb faster than Iron Fist. Well, yeah, because I don't know. Iron Fist was known for his climbing speed. But, you know, <laughs> apparently he is. Um, yep. So, but he's Luke um, is ushering Montenegro to run out of the building. He's like, "Run, everyone, get out of here!" And Danny's like, "What's going on?" Well, he's like fighting Cottonmouth. Um, and we go back to Tombstone. He's got his hand on a trigger, saying, "Some fools never will listen. Don't pull your gun out unless you're ready to hear the bang." And you see the whole building go boom. Yep. And it carries on going boom for the next page. With Luke's now yep. carrying people, saying, move faster. Um, Mariah saying, you no good, son of a... 
while Luke's going, this is going to hurt, as more and more explosions happen and they go, like, falling to the ground. Yeah. And as they're falling, Danny's like, I love you, man. And Luke goes, I know. <laughs> Alex goes, boo! Luke goes, what the? And they Pe- teleports the behind ground. him. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Alex gets cotton mouth. There you go, that pulls you right out of air, man. Magic. You okay? Says Luke. No. We should pause because I really like the art for the last few pages. Yeah, no, no, sure. Let's go over the art. Um, Like, the action is quite action y. It's pretty good. I love the explosion with the four little panels and then the explosion around them. Yep. Um, And then it all gets very. Very vibrant colours for the fire when we've had all these sort of sepias before. Um, and I like the use of negative space with the Alex teleporting and dumping Cottonmouth to the ground. So you've got like four panels at the top and then the whole of the him falling with Cottonmouth yeah. is at the bottom of the page. Just thought I'd mention it once we got there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it was a good sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah, and our Prior Jones appears to be dead. And Cottonmouth is quite upset. What happened to you, man? You used to be beautiful. I told you not to listen to Black Cat. <sighs> Tombstone needs to pay for this. And Alex is like, he will, but right now we need to regroup. And they teleport. Uh, and Iron Fist and Luke, I was like, we got to stop him. And Luke Cage is like, yeah, but we got to deal with this first. You know, the explosion. And they, uh, Wilder's gang teleports into Black Cat's... Lair. Yeah. And she said, Raymond, how did it go? And Cottermouth holding uh, Piranha in his arms. He says, you got my boy killed, chasing after your dreams of power. Game is totally over for you. Time to get back downtown. And they're talking about how Tombstone showed us just how far he'll go in power. I'm going to show him a thing or two now. Yeah. Because Black Cat says, or what? And then she gets thrown. And she has an interesting expression on her face. Yeah. (laughs) That last panel, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure either. It looks a bit like... It looks a bit terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, later. And we have uh, Tombstone admiring his handiwork with his two goons that have popped up before. I can never remember their names. The Skull Brothers? Yeah. No. Something like that. Skull Gang. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Um, he's like, well, Power Man and I are still alive. Next time we'll have to try a little harder to kill him. But this little war, it's over. And Danny's like, I know this looks bad, but it could be worse. And Luke goes, how? It's a lot of body bags. There'd be more if it weren't for us. And from the looks of it, all of them were either with Piranha Jones crew or that Alex kids. And Luke goes, and that makes it better. Only bad guys got killed. Everyone else just injured. Danny goes, no, not at all. And I'm like, well... It's better than civilians being killed, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Luke's just super angry that uh, Tombstone played them. And they fell for it. Whereas Danny's thinking more the, about Carlos Cabrera, who was with Black yeah, Mariah he, and Alex. Yeah. And he's the one that he told Danny he was going straight a couple of issues ago. Yeah, the Gamecock. So he's kind of, like, dwelling on that a little bit. Um, yeah. And they're sort of saying, you know what the worst thing is? Alex and his crew got away. The worst is yet to come. And then we move back to Heroes for Hire HQ. And Danny's... uh, Well, Luke's saying, 
face it, Danny, today ain't going in the wing column. Tombstone resorted to mass murder to prove a point. And Danny's like, I can't speak for you, Leek, but I'm not gonna... I'm not about to let this go, none of it. Tombstone tried to kill us, and then there's Alex Wilder. He's changed the game. He's not playing by any set of rules other than his own, which means we need to adapt. And then we get our three new employees of Heroes for Hire. Uh, Buttigan saying they want to help because um, these guys tried to ruin their yeah. lives. We got Disco Devil Evans there. We got the young kid there who was wrongly accused. And, and the, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, who I forgot who he is. <laughs> too many names. Yeah, so many names, and it's like two weeks between each issue. Um, and then uh, Luke goes, Welcome to Heroes for Hire. Danny says, Time to get to work. To be continued. And it has that pose that you hate. Or the angle that okay, you hate. Okay, now, now I know you said you didn't notice it before, but now you're looking. Come on. That is bad. It's bad, but it's not... It's not as bad as it was with the women, but it's bad. Look at his face. It's not amazing. What yeah, is with okay, his hands? Not... His hands, like, yeah. five feet long. Yeah. Like, okay, it's not very really good. It's not good. It's. I'm just saying it was noticeable that that is not... A viewpoint that Samford Green should... And he's also got a massive butt. And it zooms in on his crotch. Whatever. I try not to look at Danny's crotch most Well, of the I time. tried not to look at it too much, but you get a picture like that. <laughs> like, it's front and centre. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So, and I read the letters page as well. Um, most of it's, you know, just the usual, like, oh, awesome stuff. Thanks, guys. Awesome stuff. Thanks, guys. Um... And then, then someone asked if, like, you know, uh, someone asked Mr. Walker if Danny or uh, Luke was his favourite. And his response was, I don't play favourites. Luke is easier to write, but I need and appreciate the challenge of writing Danny. Obviously, I think that's a diplomatic answer. I reckon he likes Luke better. And I have no problem with that um, at all. I think it would be surprising but, yeah. if he didn't like Luke better, and that's probably why he finds him easier to write. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he's an iconic black hero. Um, of, and there's not many of them. And um, and he writes him really well. But I have to say that... Um, well, I think we were all very worried about his Danny in the first few issues. But I think he's found a, a voice for his Danny. Yeah, I'm not um, worried about uh, his Danny anymore, that's for no. sure. I mean, I, I think he's found a way of sort of passing on some way of wisdom or being right about things, or seeing through things, or even being able to make jokey comments to Luke, or saying, or even cutting comments to Luke, like when he says, well, you said you were innocent, but you were in jail, um, of, of giving him a sort of cleverness that isn't necessarily sassy, or snotty, or and, 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 and establishing things was actually friends. So I, I, th- I think he's, it's turned around. Well, yeah, for, the, for those first, first few issues, we all thought Danny's brain had turned into like a lump of potato or something well the, or the, he really had become a <laughs> surfer boy yeah he's really stupid but yeah so what do you think of that issue i didn't love it i didn't hate it i just felt very i it's, i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's because it came straight from reading the christmas one or if um i just read other better comics that week because in general reading it again now it's better than i remembered for me, I thought uh, the pacing was better than the past couple of issues. I don't know, I just like how it had like the recap 
for the first part of the issue, like, you know, the recap of the past five days, and it was pretty much just action from that point. Yeah, I, I like I the action that. sequence. I like the... Uh, the plot seemed to be quite a sense... quite a plausible one, if you take out all the superheroes, of, like, them all trying to out-scheme each other for... Con- I don't know why they want control of Harlem, but, like, apparently it's prime, <laughs> prime territory, and I really well, don't think it, Black Cat was needed at it's all. It's like but, Hell's like, you know, Kitchen. Yeah. Look at all the stuff that's happened yeah, there. Right. <laughs> People it's fighting primo, over it. Primo oh. real estate. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like seeing... I, I like the plot. Like, you're right, sit, reading it again and reading it, like, um, I like that plot. Still have no real idea what Alex Wilde is going to do next, so that'll be interesting, see how long that story goes. Um, but I like seeing the sort of tombstone. Yeah. It's I... nice It's nice to see criminals that have been passed off as being a bit lame actually sort of have a plan that works. I think that the strongest point of this series for me is the fact that they are bringing back old characters like that in a way that's not just nostalgia pandering. Yeah. You know, like they're doing it in a good, clever way. Um, the But the plot for me just hasn't drawn me in yet. Like, I don't really particularly, like, uh, the stakes just aren't really there for me because I'm not really sure what the stakes are, you know? I, I think that's, yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm not entirely invested in in the Alex Wilder thing because I I just feel like if I was if I was a criminal mastermind of that and I was his age I'm not sure I'd go back and I I don't know why he'd go and ask all these old villains and I say that in the nicest possible way Alex Wilder is young young like you know I'm probably more the age of the the sort of Mariahs and the tombstones and that but like I I don't know why he wouldn't just get a gang together and like. And he doesn't me if seem I'm wrong, to need them for much. Danny and Luke, who are the protagonists, obviously of this ongoing, like the the I haven't. I guess there is there's kind of there's personal stake in it for them in the sense that they've. Well, I, like what is their personal stake in this right now? I mean, obviously there's the personal stake of. You know, they're trying to stop the bad guys and do the right thing, but there's I no I think it, personal subplots going on, yeah. if you know what I mean, to tie it all together. I mean, I think we're going to get that, because I know that one of the solicits for one of the issues coming up is going to touch on what's going on in Jessica Jones' comic, which has huge implications for Luke. Because if you read... I think you're right. I think you... what it's missing for me is that, like, when they were doing the jailbreak and Danny in jail, and it was all focusing on the people going straight and trying to, like, do that... I think I want to see more of them helping people get on a good path than I want to see about... You're right, it seems like the criminals have become the protagonists for these few issues. It's like... And, you know, you read older comics, you read any comics, and there's always the subplot of the hero's personal life, you know? Like, the stuff that's just going on in the background, there's just a running sort of subplot there. And, like, even in the 30 Superman stories, there was the running subplot of Lois Lane constantly spurning Clark Kent. And that would develop sort of slowly, but there's no background-developing subplot in this. It's purely just this one plot line. There's nothing else going on in the background, really. It's just Danny and Luke fighting these guys, and I think that's really what's missing in the book. Mm Mm-hmm is any sort of personal subplot. 
But I think you know we might I mean? get. I think we might get there again. I think. Yeah. I think that's hopefully coming. Yeah. Well, that was one of the best things about the old Spider-Man stuff. Is you know half of the book was, or like just there was always that running subplot of, man, I've got to get that new apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. but um, no, I I liked it. I just didn't love it. Yeah, I, I was I was lukewarm on the issue. I was just like, all right, now it's all right. I'm not not too invested in it. It's not the worst thing I've read, but it's. I'm. I am still interested to see where they go, though, because they've written some good issues in this run. Right. So. Exactly. I. I'm still on side with it. So, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not writing it off or anything. No. It's just uh, not. There's just not that much happening in it right now. As odd as that sounds. Like there's technically there's stuff happening, but at the but same time, but you know time, we're building up to a bigger thing, and that's what we're kind of waiting for. Yeah, like and they're they're all treating it really seriously. Like oh, Lonnie blew up the block and killed some bad guys, and he duped everyone, and I just didn't really care. I'm like, well, yeah, bad guys do that. <laughs> I'm not it's Tombstone. Like I'm like, yeah, no, he's a jerk. I was just yeah, not much impact for me there. But, you know, um, yeah, I guess we'll see. So next issue's out in two weeks, correct? Is it? I'm not sure. Or is it monthly? It's, um, I think it's still monthly. I know they've, okay. um, well, they've started double shipping some of their comics, which has uh, sent my finances a bit um, yeah. messed up. But um, I think the Captain America comics are double shipping for three months. Let's have a look. Thirteen. Is eighth of February. Oh, so next issue is the one where we get some uh, of the impact from what we what's been going on in the Jessica Jones issue. Okay, so well, you're going to get lots of personal stuff next month. All right then. Um, all that hope. Um, fingers crossed. We get an episode out before that comes out because I really want to cover the saber tooth issue. And I really want to wrap up that classic Iron Fist series, mm-hmm. um, especially before the show comes out, you know, because the show's probably going to draw the most from the classic series, it looks like. Yeah, I think so. Um, like, it'll draw from everything, but I think the majority of it will be drawn from the original That's, it, that's but, definitely what they've done with the other ones, so that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, um, well, that was exhausting. This is an extra long episode just for you guys... Yay. Yay! So I do. I'm sure, Carl. I, I do want to thank everyone for you know, like sending us mail and stuff, uh, just supporting the show, giving me retweets when I put new episodes up. It actually means a lot. It makes me a bit more motivated to do it. Uh, I'm sure Carl feels the same way, and I'm sure Rebecca feels the same way. But she can tell you herself because she's here right now. Yeah. So. Thank you to everyone. Really, honestly. And who reads the yeah. Facebook page and listens, and we know, you know, yeah. we know we ramble a bit, but you know, yeah, we do our best. Our best. I'll actually just quickly check right now if we have mail, just because I don't want to check mail afterwards and go, oh, we had mail and I didn't read it out on the episode because it's been a while since I checked the email. So let's see. Meanwhile, I can tell you all that um, that. 
Danny did appear in a New Year Infinite comic from Marvel. If you're a total completist on reading every appearance. Um, he wasn't in it much. It was written by uh, someone who I'm terribly not going to name right. Charlemagne the Gods. I assume he's a rapper. Um, New Year's Eve. Marvel's New Year's Eve. It's an infinite comic. It's digital only for the moment. Um, they did one, a Method Man did a Christmas one where Santa also appeared. Um, so they might bundle them to do t- together in a hard copy, but it's basically this rapper has a party. Norman Osborne's pissed that he didn't get invited. Um, so he and some baddies come and attack it. Um, Danny's there with Luke. And, well, not with Luke. <laughs> Luke's there with Jessica. Yeah. But Danny's there as part of Luke's little gang. And um, gets involved in the fight. Mystique pretends to be him. So you get to see Danny looking at himself, going, huh? And then punching Mystique. And, you know, so huh. there's a good bit of glowy fist action. It's a fun little it's a fun little comic. All right. Put that in the show notes. Um, and the only email we got was from Bender saying, you are a pooper head. <laughs> no. Didn't actually get that. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, until next time, may your fists uh, become unto things of iron so you can beat up crummy bad guys from the 70s. Yes. And yeah. uh, speak to you next month. Peace. Iron Fist and all the characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, And if you don't want it read it on the air, just mention that. Um, You can also reach us at Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon, our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are our youtube connor carl just search iron fist podcast on youtube and you'll find us real quick and then there's our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast dot wordpress.com we are also on itunes feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars well just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that and last but not least we are on podcast garden in the literature section And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks.